The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Check, test, one, two, one, two. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will, and right now I am at the Chesapeake House, about an hour outside of Baltimore, Maryland, because I'm driving down to Virginia to see my daughter. Um, yeah, so this intro is going to be pretty short. I actually don't have anything to say on my end. Well, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I had a busy week, birthday week. My birthday went off without a hitch party with the hood internet on my actual birthday the day after my birthday i um did a rap showcase with hosted a rap show quest, case with quelle chris a rap show quest with quelle quiz um the week weekend money not the weekend money not the, not the rap group not the the singer the weekend getting money but my friends the weekend money and rex dizzy who brought aquafina along and it was a pretty good time gene came out and hosted shout out to fresh daily who popped up shout out to green street shout out to my man cav and mon omari uh man shout out to shout out to um vulgar colors cheaper cruise uh, it was a it was an epic epic night a, a great night full of wonderful rap tings and gatherings and i found a five dollar jameson in fort green it's a whole nother story uh yeah, and then after that, on Saturday, I did The Wonderful World of Boning with Lux Alptrum and Mike, Micah Fox. Not Mika, Micah Fox. Uh, that was fun, too. And I woke up the next day and got a rental car after much, uh, kind of had some problems with the rental agency. I had to go back and get the rental car twice. And I hit the road, and I'm on my way to VA, but I'll be back in Brooklyn by Tuesday to DJ that's an unintentional rhyme with to DJ Jerobi's Taco Tuesday event at Bedvine Cocktail so if you're out in Brooklyn drop by Bedvine Cocktail I won't be at Night Train unfortunately um Tara DJ Tara is filling in for me from what I can assess and while I'm on tour she'll probably probably be filling in for me as well uh she's shouting at the screen family and you guys probably know her as one of the wonderful, talented, and lovely DJs at the Makosa Summer Party. Um, yeah, I think that's... Oh, and I'm also DJing Yep Yep on Wednesday at Fat Buddha with DJ Tara and Sean Dub, hosted by Mike Baker, in the absence of Darling Chuck and Tap 10, who are taking their FOMO party out west. So, busy, 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 busy week. I don't think I have anything for Thursday or Friday. So that means I actually have a weekend again. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a blur. But, yeah, so I'm two hours outside of Virginia. And I'm going to get off of this phone and drive some more. But I just had to take a, I had to take a, uh, take a break to stretch my legs. And also to tell you guys about this week's show, which features Mike Brown, a wonderfully talented comedian. Uh, I've known him for a while, and we sat down and had an awesome conversation. The The audio on the conversation is kind of weird, because I did, I did it, I recorded this in the same space that I did Josh Gondelman's thing, and you can hear the roaster in the back, you can hear ambulances and shit down the street, and me and Mike were in the gin pop area for the first 20 minutes, so we kind of spoke in hushed tones, and um, about 20 minutes in, we moved to a corner where we can speak a little bit louder, but... 
something odd was happening at this at this coffee shop, man. Like there was a gas flowing through and everybody was coughing. We we commented on it. You'll hear the comment on it. And while I don't think that I'll get to put co traditional commercial breaks in here, um, there will be there will be breaks where, you know, I'll put breaks in. This is just this is gonna be an awkward podcast because I can't I'm not in front of my computer, I'm on my phone. I gotta upload this audio, import it, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's a pretty cool podcast. Get into it. Bad with names, Mike Brown, check it out. I go over to Union Hall for uh, Marianne, you know Marianne Wade. Yeah, yeah. She does. She used to program shit over here. I think she still does. Yeah. yeah. I thought she had moved to LA because she had got that uh she got Gersh. that yeah, she got the Gersh thing. But she's, she's still, still yeah, yeah, she's still in these streets. Still in these comedy streets. <laughs> still in these streets, hustling. I actually just got done um well, I I talked to her about DJ and Wyatt's and that's um mm -hmm. Oh Bill? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do that on Monday. You gonna be doing it from now on, or are you just doing this this Monday? You gonna see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. I think. I, well, he he had came to my DJ gig on Sunday. Mm -hmm. and he was like, "You should come DJ my thing on Monday." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, cool." I don't know if you mean for good or for what, but let's oh, skip it. Well, I feel like you know Hannibal when he had his show, he used to have a DJ, a resident DJ, there every Sunday. Yeah. And he left, and a few of my he left a few of my homies took over. And, okay. Yeah. Um. One of them like DJs, but he doesn't like DJ. I don't say like he doesn't for real DJ. Like he'll just play the songs. Yeah, yeah. But that like you need that. You know what I mean? I think yeah. every show needs like that good DJ kind of flow. Well, that's it has a music component too. Like they'll play music before people while people can see it, and then they'll play yeah. like music between walk on and mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. But you know, just in terms of because we we do a um, we do the movie thing, right? Yeah. So we have a natural rapport and yeah. shit. And I think they're gonna like mic me up so I can you know banter and shit. That's great. Dude. So we'll see. I remember talking to, uh, I don't know if it was uh, Dominic who told me about the show that you, was got, that you guys were doing, or if it was uh, if it was somebody else. Yeah. But like, you guys don't do it all the time. Like, it's sporadic we, as fuck. We were like, doing it, We so we started doing it at, um, what's that spot? Rebar yeah. in Dumbo. We were doing it there for a while. And it just kind of got weird over there a little bit. So, and Look, at, what? People? It's just in general, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just really like I can't really talk about it. Right well, now. I can now because, like, you know, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you heard about it. Like, they, they got shut down because the dude and like he pretty much. He let miners in or something crazy. It's huh? like by the water. Yeah, so he pretty much. Um, it was like a, a bunch of weddings that happened there. Yeah, and he stole like you know what two or three months worth of wedding money and just bounced. My, I think my boy Rob was supposed to get married over in Rebar. <laughs> He probably would. Last, I'm gonna text him right now. He probably just, would. Just, just to see. I'm pretty sure it was to get married over there, and then he didn't get the deposit back, and then something else weird happened. His 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 rebar his wedding money pretty much maybe it got sniffed up or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what dude was into, but he bounced with all this money, That's and crazy. so we left before that. Then we went over to we went to um because it's around it's kind of around here, right? Yeah. Then we moved to some spot over in Williamsburg. Uh, yeah. I forget what it was called, but it was right, right, right on the same block as um, Glasslands. Yeah, and that was okay for a little while. And they shut down. Damn. Then we went to Bell House, and the thing at Bell House, 
I had like we both couldn't commit to a string of the same dates because we like things would get hectic for both of us. Yeah, you both, you both start things start picking up, and so it's like you can't be like, all right, every last this or this month. It's kind of like, yeah. all right, what day are you free? And Bellhouse was like, yeah, I don't fly here. We need to know like four or five months. Yeah, you got to book this out. So we kind of. But it's the funny thing is we just shut venues down. Rebar gone. Mm -hmm. The spot at Williamsburg uh -huh. gone. You know what I'm saying? You, Bellhouse you was like. These brothers gonna they're gonna shut us they're down. Shut us down. <laughs> <laughs> to commit. We need five years of commitment of dates. Otherwise, we don't want to. We don't want to close our yeah. doors. We got a vibrant life like yeah. here. Bro. Well, dude, I man, I do a show. I do a show with this dude Brandon Collins. Right, we do the comedy outline show. Okay, right? I want to ask. Yeah. And also, so that's a show. It's a monthly showcase show. We put comics up every uh, every month. Uh, Wyatt actually headlined the second one that we ever did. Okay. On some random shit like. My white story is this. I was in Brooklyn somewhere. It might have been around here. And he walked past me. And I've only known him from The Daily Show. And I was, like, just starting, like, like doing comedy class. Like, probably, like, I've been on stage, like, twice. And I saw him. I was yeah, like, yo, Wyatt. And he turned around and looked at me. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Mike, what's going on? He's like, hey, what's up? You know how white is. Like, he ain't. He ain't like out there, so yeah, like I'm yeah. just coming. He was like, he was like, all right, and I was just so coming. I was like, oh no, I, I'm familiar with your work, or whatever. And he was like, cool. And he was like, oh, I was like, can I hit you up? He's like, yeah, here's my email. I gave him the Daily Show email, and I was like, oh, it's probably some bullshit. But I still hit him up. I was like, hey, can you do the show? And he came to. I was like, oh, this is good. Dude. Good no, yeah, well, he's he's definitely he's a solid good. dude. Like, oh yeah, solid dude. There's there's no errors with him. Yeah. If he don't want to do some shit, he just won't do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very it's a very cut and dry thing, and it's appreciated. But yeah, um. Yeah. So we had the Comedy Outlier show, and we used to do it at Lily O'Brien's that was on 67 Murray Street in the Financial District, right? Okay. We did that for like almost two years straight. Had one year, great. We had like 100 people coming out every month. It was great. We had it free. We were bringing money into this place. Like we weren't taking really anything. Like, But the at the the, um, the year shows, we'd be like, hey, donations. And my partner, Brandon, he's from, he's from like some... I think Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. So like he's very like has that big heart. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, we're really gonna make a lot of money in this year run. I'm like, man, listen, we ain't gonna make shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, no, but we've been doing this for a year. We're seeing these comedians who go on TV and all that. But do we ain't gonna make shit? That I think that first time, that first year, we made like maybe a hundred dollars at, at the year anniversary. Oh, so and I thought I, you meant. Like, oh no, 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 no. I was no. just gonna say a hundred. No, 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 just a hundred dollars. Other comments in zero. Twelve months of doing it. And then we we were doing it again, and then it was like three weeks before our two year anniversary, right? We already we already had gotten mentioned in uh, daily uh, was a daily news by this point. We got mentioned in uh, Time Out New York by this point by New York Times. Like people were like, hey, this show was a good, it's a great underground show. You guys got to check it out. Uh, the bartender was like, yeah, I think we might be closed that day. And we're like, how? What do you mean you're gonna be closed? And like, oh yeah, we're gonna do some renovations. But don't worry, it should be done by the day of the show, right? So we trying to call the manager just to make sure to confirm. Crazy shit. Fucking, we go down to the venue just to check on things. Like, a week or two before the show, and the place is totally shut down. And so we're like, alright, nobody hit us up. So we, so, I mean, it just... Y'all had booked it out. Yeah, we, book, we booked it out. So then what we had to do, we found, we went to uh, this other place at 42nd Street. And we and we happened to do it, and then we updated everything everywhere, so like everybody was going to the right venue, right? Yeah. That show was a success. They making money again. We're not charging anything at the door. They're keeping all. They're keeping all the money, ready. So y'all just bringing people. Yeah, to we the just venue. yeah, we just like man. I mean, like nobody's here. Hey guys, Saturday. come hang out. Yeah, here. come hang out here. <laughs> they're gonna laugh. They're gonna drink from seven to nine. They this venue's getting all the money because we go we go to these venues. Yeah. From seven to nine, and we're like it's Saturday. Nothing's happening. Nobody's here from seven to nine. 
people don't get here till 11, maybe 10. But from 7 to 9, you got people who are coming early to eat and to drink the whole time. So, after, that one, after the first one, we were going to do one in the next month, and they were like, oh, well, uh, yeah, we want to start doing a two-drink minimum. And we was like, nah, we ain't going to do that. So we went to another venue. That venue was cool, but then they're like, oh, yeah, um, we're going to have to start doing a two-drink minimum. But like, <laughs> man, we ain't doing this. Like, why y'all trying to put drink minimums? Y'all wasn't getting money anyway. Yeah. And we give, like, we give you a few Gs every time. Like, we're not, yeah. right? And then we kept, we kept moving. This one place ended up uh, not closing down, but I, I think they're... Uh, I think their owners didn't want to be labeled as a comedy venue, even oh, though we're yeah. like, yo, we, we're the only show that's happening one day a month. Out of your, out of your 30 days a month, one day is a comedy show. And you're just coming in and changing everything. Yeah. And like we, you're yeah. rebranding it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were a little intimidated because it's like, you know, you got two black dudes who are doing this by themselves, and but it gets so much attention. Like, you yeah. know, like their Twitter was blowing up, their Facebook page. That's the it. only thing they're getting attention from. Yeah, that point. Okay, exactly. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, we don't want to be known. They're like, well, then you can have other stuff. Like our people are—they come from everywhere. They're just coming into this one thing. So, uh, so now we got it back to Lily O'Brien's, the original place. They actually bought a bar down the street. So now we're gonna be there unless we get too big, and then and we're already getting—we're already like kind of too big for it. All right. So let's backtrack a little okay. bit because okay. I know you originally. Mm-hmm. Freelance journalism. Kick exclusive Music. magazine. Kick exclusive, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, and that was, man, what, like a dollar, 10 years ago. Maybe, <laughs> that yeah. Was, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Was, how did you, okay. how did you get from, from that to, to this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, and even furthermore, was there something prior to Kick Exclusive that, I guess. Yeah, well, you know what? This is what it is. So, this whole thing. So, uh, back at that time, I'll start, I'll start, I started exclusive, and then I'll I'll do some flashbacks like it's a movie. Okay. So at the time I was with this girl Takita, right? Takita, uh, she's a mixed girl. I think she might have paint been. the picture, paint yeah, the whole paint picture. picture. Mixed girl that I met. She was a hard. Where'd you, ass. Where'd you meet her at? No, I'm just, okay, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give you the whole story, man. <laughs> I met at Hofstra University. She went to Hofstra. Um, you know, I'm an alpha and she's a delta. So I'm okay. there. It's a rap party. So I'm there. Um, but I didn't talk to her, right? Because like she, she had already graduated. Yeah, she graduated in 01. I started college in 2000. You know what I mean? So she's older than me. Yeah. So she's there and all the, all the young ones are going crazy. But she was just, to me, she was just bad because she just had that power. I was like, oh, who was that? And everybody was like, you, you asking about Kita, that one? She's a bitch, nobody likes her. And I was like, no, I like her, whatever. So then I did the stalk and found her on Facebook and I hit her up <laughs> and I was like, listen. I was like, hey. We met at the party, and she was like, "We didn't meet. You didn't speak to me. I remember everybody who's speaking. And just like totally giving shit." And then she's like, "I was like, hey, can I get your number? Can we talk sometime?" She was like, "No, you can have my email." And gave me her Black Enterprise email. And so I emailed her back and forth for like a month. And then and like she, you were trying to get an interview, like, "Yo, look, yeah, I just want to talk to you five minutes. Yeah, just want to get a story." Yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to get in there, just trying to do something. And then she was uh. And then she upgraded me from her Black Planet, a Black my Black Planet. Imagine if she gave me Black Planet. Like you gotta start here. You gotta you gotta start. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like the bottom. Some shit I don't even fuck with no more. You gotta you sign know? my guest book first. <laughs> and then we gonna move up something else. No, she uh, so she oh, gave me the man. Black Enterprise, and then she gave me her personal email, and then um, because she did the uh, she used to put together like the golf challenges that Black Enterprise did like every event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would put those together like every event she'd be a part of that. We put that together. So um. We went, she gave me her number, and then we went to see Rent. That night, 
was like the first time I did. Oh, it. Rent. Rent. Yeah, okay, Rent. Yeah. Rent. The, uh, when it came out in theaters. Oh, okay, yeah. So the it was movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the movie. So we see. Which is a very fucking sad movie. Though. It's a very. Sad, I've never seen it, but I remember she said that she just loved that type of stuff. So I was like, all right, and I didn't know. I forgot what it was about, and I remember being in a the movie theater and seeing the Brokeback Mountain trailer for the first time. <laughs> I'm in the theater like, ain't nobody gonna see this stupid <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, the lights are still like up. Like you see here, like all the murmurs. I'm like double out. Like I'm just like, like all oh, loud. But like we on we in Chelsea, and I'm just like, ain't nobody seeing this movie. Yeah. And I remember after the movie when the lights went up, just how everybody just like turned. They all knew. I'm the only black dude in the theater. Everybody yeah. knew. But I was like. I just felt so embarrassed, but um, and that was just starting comedy. Yeah, that was, that was just, yeah, that was. I was like, all right, well, if anybody gonna hate me, I might as well <laughs> say it or something. Um, but she was the one actually who got me to get into Kick Exclusive because I had always wanted to do comedy, and at that time I was out of school and um, I was getting back in school, and I was like, I thought I wanted to be a math teacher because I was good at it, but I wasn't like passionate about it, and I was like, yeah. the only thing I like doing is writing and telling stories or not. Um, so I did that. And then she was like, oh, you, I see your blog that you're writing. And it was like kind of like a comedy-ish type of blog. And um, she was like, why don't you pitch? And so she was like, pitch to Lou, who uh, owned uh, Louis Cologne, who owned uh, Exclusive. So I pitched right. to him and he was like, oh, I like your stuff. And then he was like, well, I need to figure out which one do you want to freelance. So I was like, yeah, freelance. And then he was like, I need a music editor. And that's how like a lot of things like, you know, like you guys, you, have, yeah, you know, yeah. group and all that stuff. Um, but even when I was doing that, a part of me always wanted to do stand-up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I've always had it, and I, I look through times in my life, like, when um, the first time I went to Caroline's, my mom worked across the street, right? We go to eat, we go to eat something, and I forgot, we eat this calamari, and my, uh, the waiter comes over, and this is when Caroline's had like an upstairs and a downstairs. So upstairs was just a restaurant, downstairs was a club. Right. So upstairs and a restaurant. My mom goes, hey, um, excuse me, where's the bathroom? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's down the wall, it's right down those stairs, it's right down there. You know, go to the left, get up, go to the left, right downstairs. She's like, okay. So she gets up, she walks down, and when she's like halfway across the room, he yells, you still remember where to go for the bathroom, right? Let me know if everything comes out okay. And it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. The entire place just started laughing at it. Um, and I saw her, like, I felt bad for laughing because I was like, oh, this must have been embarrassing. But then I saw her laugh, too. That was the first time I, like, I, like, I was like, oh, this is, huh, this is a joke yeah. that everybody's kind of okay with. And I under, and I get that, it, like, clicked something for me comedically. Because I used to watch all that. I used to watch all those TV shows. I'm like, oh, I could be on this, but being a kid in New York, I didn't know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, know, you watch something, like, like, I'm sure, like, like, for some people who want to do music, they might hear it and be like, like, I can do this. They might think, I can rap. Like, in the same way, I would say the first person I saw in a really strange way, yeah. out of everybody, the first person I saw doing music that I was like, oh, I could do that. It was too short. Mm. He, he just looked like a dude. Yeah. He just, like, the life is too short. But he looked straight up like a dude. I was in the rap. I knew about everybody. Yeah. I saw too short, like, I could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. not even on some, like, not I can him rhyme down. better than him. Yeah, I can, just like, but just I can relate to you as a, like a visual. Like, okay, I, I can look like that. I can yeah. be that cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. See, but when and it's weird because like there, there were other people like uh, Warren Hutchinson, 
Um, he did like Def Jam. He was like one of the, he did Def Jam and didn't curse. He was like a black Muslim. Like he just had a great set. He's like mm. one of my favorite Wait, sets. I think I might know who you're talking about. He he runs. He does like a lot of show running now. Okay. But I just remember that set when he was talking about. It was like so pro black, but so fucking funny. He was like, it was weird because like his father was Muslim, but his grandmother was Christian. So like there'd always be these fights around Christmas time. And so his grandmother would be like, you gotta, you gotta take the boy out to see Santa. You can't take him, take away Christmas. It's Christmas time. You can't take away Christmas. So he'd go to see Santa and um, sit on Santa's lap. And he's like, Santa's like, ha, ha, what do you want, little boy? And the father's like, ask Santa if you got any freedom in that bag. <laughs> you got any freedom for Santa? <laughs> funny as shit. I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking funny. But it was like, it, it, it was so different than everything else. But that was something where I was like, oh, I... I have views like that, and even like Chappelle, and like the, you know, the older you get, the more people you see. And you're like, yo, I, I can do that. Yeah. Not on like that level, but like, oh, this is that that's speaking that's speaking a code to me. Like, there's something right. in the DNA. Like when you see Too Short, it's like, yeah, I've, I've seen all these guys, but I never put it together. But this is speaking to me in a way, and I'm looking at it. Um, so anyway, so for comedy, um, I was doing writing, and then I think I was interviewing. Oh, dude, I interviewed, who was it? Was it Young Jock? You, you interviewed Young Jock. I interviewed Young Jock. How it was going down, when the career was going down. <laughs> when did, it's you meet, did you meet him in the club to interview him? And I did met it him. go down? Well, I met him at the mall. Okay. <laughs> I think he did say meet him at the mall. Because he, he had multiple places where you could meet him. You can only meet him at those places, though. <laughs> can I meet you at the house? No, meet me at the no. club. It'll go down there. The mall, maybe. Trap. You can meet me at the trap. Yeah, no, the trap, the trap was a place. Yeah, the trap. yeah, that was like the beginning. The trap was like coming up. It was like, what is this trap? Why? Why is everyone? Well, young away? Jock has been there for a long time. He's oh, trapped. He in the is trap. trapped in the trap. He's going down in the trap. <laughs> <laughs> the trap is just a pit, obviously. They cannot get out of. And Young Jock is at the bottom. Yeah, at the, the bottom of this fucking pit. So uh, I remember I interviewed him, right? And I'm, I'm like, I did all this. Oh, I'm so stupid. I did all this research. I listened to like. Uh, I listened to like a hustle nomics. I'm so sorry to hear this. I did, dude. I did. I was listening to all this music. I'm listening to Atlanta music. I'm trying to weave together good questions, and I'm trying to get like real deep because like I would, the, the interviews I'd read would be like a lot of these like quote white journalists, or whatever. It's like for the mainstream publication, not even white, just like yeah. mainstream, like Rolling Stone and all this stuff. They they didn't they didn't understand. They didn't understand. They, yeah. I remember Young Josh was talking. He, like fell asleep. <laughs> Halfway through the thing, he fell away. Knocked out. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm in this. I'm, we were like in some like fancy building. And I'm looking at him. And I'm looking at the entourage. And I look at the entourage like, should I wake him? Should I? You know? Should I do something? And um, it's wait. Okay. Time out on this. Are they are they cook like do they have poisonous gas in here? I don't know, but it's it's kind of weird. Because everybody's coughing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you want to kill me, <laughs> just send me outside. <laughs> but um, but see, so that was like, so I was like, man, I don't like this. I was like, I didn't like that he had. It, I I went through this weird thing of like, okay, why am I interviewing him, right? Yeah. Why do I want to know his story? Am I really interested in his story? I was like, there's a lot of people who I'm not interested in their story, and I only want to interview them for their stories. But then I'm also like, maybe something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, it's all bugs. See, you hear it. Isn't that me? Yeah. Um, so, see. <laughs> 
You know, um, the crazy thing about this gas, though, for the listeners, is that this gas smells beautiful. It, it, is, it, it smells <laughs> like a lavender, <laughs> but it will kill us all. <laughs> Our corpses will be pleasant. These our death will be documented. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, it will be. It will be. But um, so I just like, yeah, bro. young Jock should have put out the documentary, bro. You can put it out right now. Parlay <laughs> <laughs> that love and hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what is going on here? Man? I kind of want to yeah, see. Like, <laughs> like, are we being punked or something? I'm not gonna say nothing because like I watch those MTV shows and if like you don't say something, you get like a hundred dollars. So I just be chilling out sometimes. I don't get to the boil at one. We can go to that corner. Yeah, maybe that's roll over there. What's up, everybody? So remember I told you I was going to have a break? Or I told you I wasn't going to have a break? Surprise. I do have a break. I'm a little loopy from driving. I've had about five cups of coffee. And I don't have anything to plug right now. I plugged a lot up front. So just go to tanyamorgan.bandcamp.com and buy something. Or better yet, donwill.bandcamp.com and buy something for my birthday. Or just put some money in my PayPal. That's cool, too. Yeah. But we should be alright. I don't think we're gonna die. I wouldn't wanna go out like this anyway. No, no, no. Got too much to live. 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 Why am I here doing this? Like, he can fall asleep, but if this is okay. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, why? My entourage, everybody's cool with it. And I was like, you know what? I respect I'm not going to wake him up. I'm just let him do his thing. I was like, you know what? I think I got enough, and I kind of bounced from the interview. But in my mind, it was like, I don't want to tell other people's stories. I want to tell my own story. I'm going to make my own shit. I'd rather be interviewed than be the interviewee. Right. I'd rather be the person to have art to create and some people say, hey, how did you do this thing? And I was kind of like, I still didn't really know what it was, but I knew that I couldn't be the person to document <coughs> the shit anymore. See? Yeah. Since I mentioned it, everybody. <laughs> um, so what I did was, uh, so I, I still wrote some things, and um, I always wrote, I always wrote like always funny stories in, in school when I went back to school to finish for my creative writing degree. And then um, I, the last conversations I had with my two friends, they were saying how I should be doing comedy. So I started doing sketch writing. I was like, let me just do a class. So I was like, that's okay. how I do everything. Everything I just do a class. Let me just do a sketch writing class, and I did it. And um, they were like, man, you should do stand up. Why, why are you not hosting? You should be out. Like you should be out. You can write, yeah, but you should be the talent too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. And then um. Another thing that pushed me over the edge was when I go to the graduation of the sketch writing class where they read your sketches, and the people on stage, they just didn't read my sketches right. And I'm like... <laughs> so you gotta, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That was like, that was like young job probably to sleep again. <laughs> yes. It was like... <laughs> the moral of the story, they keep sleeping on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I gotta wake these motherfuckers up. That's the moral of the story. So like, with the same thing, I was like, man, I don't need to be the guy when here I am again where I'm the guy writing the thing, but I should be sharing the story. Yeah. And then um, another friend of my class did stand-up. And I was like, you do stand-up? And um, it was just surprising because like there was never somebody, a stand-up person who was tangible, who was like right there. You know what I mean? Because it's like, right. 
It's like, you know, like uh, like doing music. Sometimes you don't know musicians until you like start doing it. So. And that was like, even for me, yeah. doing music was, I just didn't think you could, like I saw two shows, like I could do that too. Yeah. I didn't really try it until I got around people who were actually like, oh shit, yeah. you actually do music? Let's try it out. Yeah. You know, you I'm going to try it out too. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was. You need me. a real life example of it. Yeah. yeah, you need a real life example. I mean, and he was just a, a guy who was there. He wasn't even close to me or nothing. He was just like, oh, but you're... You're calling yourself a comedian, you do it, okay, cool. And then that's when I was like, I started doing the mics, you know, um, trying to create some shows, you know, trying to make it happen. Um, crazy thing, so uh, Brandon, who I mentioned before, I met him through uh, uh, Dylan, who I toured with, right? Dylan? Yeah, okay, Dylan yeah. Stevenson, right? So um, I, when I first started doing comedy, there was this really funny dude who was in New York, his name is Rob Santos, he's in Connecticut now, but he comes to New York every so often. Really okay. funny dude. And we follow each other on Twitter, and he just he had tweeted, he was like, oh, I'm doing a show in the city. And I was like, hey, I'm coming to the show. I had nothing to do. So I go down to the show. That show was Brandon's show. It was Brandon, Dylan's, and a few other people's show. They did a show together. So uh, at this time, I think I didn't, I didn't know Dylan this time, but I always followed his <coughs> tweets because he was like really funny. And I think he followed my tweets back. Like he saw me perform. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's funny. But you're like, I'm not, like I'll tweet stupid. You're like, Dylan? He's probably one of the greatest yeah, tweeters. His of all tweets time. are so amazing. He's like, like I aspire. Yeah, like he's, like he. The thing, the thing, like he has to work all the time. Like if he's at the job, he can tweet brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like he's like he's kind of like his work. It was like, what else am I gonna do? He's working like odd hours of the night. It's like he doesn't fucking sleep, and he just tweets brilliant. But anyway, um, and sometimes when you're working, when you're like. Mm -hmm. Like when you're focused on something else, yeah. is when your brain you thinks of other shit. No, so like no. I know when I was, um, when I used to work at uh, like whatever random administrative assistant job. I would mm. write the best rhymes of my life. Really? Because <laughs> I wasn't you supposed to be doing it. I was just like, oh man. You writing battle rap bars? What's <laughs> <laughs> right? Answering phones. And I was writing Excel spreadsheet <laughs> bars. <laughs> Excel Microsoft <laughs> Office. On function. <laughs> I had party bars. Parties, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> the outfit. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing with me is like, I think there comes a time, I think everybody in the world has like a passion or thing that they think that they should do or feeling or what they should do. And you have the option to ignore it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think we all know it from young and sometimes I get jealous of people like, like I know exactly what you're gonna say. Like, yeah, say it. Just yeah, say it. Yeah, anyway. okay. Yeah, like you get jealous of people who started younger, and just like it, it feels like they have everything already done, and, yeah, and it's yeah. like and you're like fuck, man, and you're like starting late, and like man, I'm trying to I'm trying to play catch up in this game where this other guy my age has been doing it since he was or like younger. 16 or younger, <laughs> yeah. and like he's already he's already doing he's already on like and, and you and you on the outside looking in, you see how the red carpet is laid out. I was like, damn, what the fuck am I doing this for? But then the other side of it, it's like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, even yeah. if it's, it's like a struggling thing, it's like, yo, I'm supposed to be struggling. And even, I was gonna say, even, I was thinking in a different direction. I was mm -hmm. thinking sometimes I get jealous of people who can't ignore it, who can just shut that shit off and Dude, just I, not care. You know, like like people who, like, oh, man. I, I, like it sounds weird, but people who just go to work, Come home, watch Game of Thrones. Maybe mm -hmm. have a good steak dinner. Mm -hmm. Saturday, they fucking like they save up to go on a boat cruise or some shit yeah. all year. They take a vacation, but their whole life is just 
flat. Dude, I, like that shit. Oh. It seems so. Like I was dating a girl for a little while. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. I was just about to say that. And that. like we were, we were, you know, hanging out. And she says something about like I asked her like why she doesn't sing or something. And she was just like you know. You said why just, you don't do nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> she she had all these talents. She's like you know like I used to, but it's a lot calmer to just not do anything, just not try. And I just like it it literally. Like my, my my face melted. I was like, oh shit, who are you? What are you? Yeah. Where, who sent you? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yo. Yeah. Like, I mean, like even even the worst parts of the struggle mm-hmm. are are as as like when, in hindsight, they're as important as like the highest high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, dude. I today, today, earlier today. I am um, going in audition, right, for the show, uh, Friends of the People. Shout out to them. It's a great show. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. And I did I did something on season one where um, I played Will Smith and uh, Jermaine Fowler played Jazzy Jeff, right? We had... <laughs> <laughs> Just the thought of that. No, oh, it's good. It's good. It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing. It's, it's weird. Like, he gets thrown out, and Hugh Moore is playing Uncle Phil and throws throws Jermaine out the window so far that he meets Bigfoot and then he comes back <laughs> he walks back and he's like I told you Bigfoot is real and no 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 Bigfoot throws him back into the house it's just a whole it's a whole shit right it's a mess but it's but it's really funny I mean I had like two quick lines in it right yeah. um, but it was a great experience and I was like for them putting me on the show like I have I had this like cool credit like oh yeah I, and I work with these guys who I've worked with before and love and respect whatever right so the shooting season two so I get an email and it's like hey Mike we want you to come audition for this role last time for that role they just they just gave me something but it was like two short lines I looked enough like Will Smith I shaved my beard they put a high top on me it was fine right but this was for Will Smith yeah I mean I passed I mean I'm told they gave me the clothes like you look at it and you're like oh this looks you're Scientologist you yeah I mean I mean don't tell anybody but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out no no you keep, you keep it in you keep it in there you keep it in there you know going clear and uh, <laughs> yo you saw that movie I haven't seen it I'm scared to watch it I'm, I'm scared to watch it. This is the biggest detour, but yo, that shit good? is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just fascinating. Just the, the like it's basically Scientology is a dude who was a science fiction writer who was yeah. like, I want to start a religion and just start a religion. It's pretty That's much like crazy. a science fiction book. That's like real. It's like science fiction role play. That's yeah, the crazy shit is that like I remember watching the. Uh, the South Park episode that they did. Did you ever see that on Scientology? I saw, I saw bits and pieces. Oh, dude, you gotta watch where they talk about the magic underwear. They talk about this, <laughs> like they talk about all this shit, and you're like, this is crazy. And like they do it like a musical, but it's like legit. Like I looked things up after, and everything that was on that episode, it was like was true. And it's like, how can you believe it? But it's crazy talk. Like there's so one of the big things in there is I forget what it's called, but they hook you up to a lot of techno tests, mm-hmm. and it's just this weird thing where they just like brainwash you and watch the watch the shit, watch the needle. Like okay, that's why it's going clear. You have to like be able to just go clear. But wow, biggest sidebar. But yeah, oh, check man. it out. Also watch the Grim Sleeper. You gotta watch. It. It's about a South Central serial killer, okay. black dude. Mm. Who was like basically? He was basically murdering like like hookers, right, homie, and torturing them. And his friends was just letting him do it because he's a homie. Yeah, and, and you know niggas don't fuck with the police. 
So mm. nobody was telling on this dude because they were all just like, well, you know, we couldn't go to the police. And who gonna believe him? Right. <laughs> and this nigga Rodney killed his bitch. You mean multiple? Not just one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, no, it was something like a hundred or something. Like yeah, it was. It's, oh man. He had like a, a yeah. Okay. We got sidetracked. Go, right, going so. clear. And. Uh, Grim Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's basically just queue up HBO. Yeah, I'm just go I'm crazy. gonna do a ball. Well, the thing is, uh, oh, so, man, I'm doing this audition, right? And I'm, I, I, I go to the audition today, and I'm like, all right, the only thing I hate about auditions, when you go on auditions, you sometimes see who else is auditioning, right? <laughs> so I go to audition, right when I come in there to go to the elevator, I see my boy, uh, Derek Gaines, shout out to him. Now, me and Derek get in the elevator. I'm like, motherfucker, this motherfucker Derek's in. Now, love Derek to death, right? And a part of me is kind of pissed a little bit because it's like, man, Derek's doing every like he he did a he has a show on MTV, the broke ass game show, and he just got oh, that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So broke ass game show season two, and he had this thing. Yeah, dude, I love the show. I was just telling him I was uh, he did he did an outlier show last Saturday and we were just talking about it like how the show got renewed and just talking about that and he was in LA and just like talking about like yo how's, how's life now because we both used to be um, at this spot called the Village Lantern in West, okay. in West Forest we like the grungiest fucking bar where nobody would come you have to bar people in and just like so many people from like, that come in I'm gonna make you yeah. like hurt them in yeah. and like okay sit down dude it's <laughs> dude I'm, I swear to you and no and like people would not come in and like looking from looking back at it it's like Andrew Schultz is on Guy Code He's, he's hosted the MTV uh, American, I mean, European American Awards or whatever, music, European Music Awards. Uh, a lot of people do a guy code that came from like that bottom. You know what I mean? While yeah. they came from that like sector and like Derek's time is like, it's kind of like right now, like it's at the AOL show and all this shit. And he's also auditioning for the same role. So we get in there, he was like, oh, you doing an audition too? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it for Wayne. He's like, yeah, I'm doing Wayne too. He was like, man, whoever get it, get it. You know what I mean? And it's like real love and like you, it's like, because it's somebody you know and respect, it's like yeah, it's good. But then other parts, like man, fuck, man. Yeah. Because yeah. the cards might not be in my favor because, like, industry-wise, I might not be hot now. Because like I that cachet. He got that cachet. Exactly. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's that thing where it's that thing where it's literally it's, it, it, yeah. it supersedes talent. It's just exactly. like he well, does, I mean, it's talented to do, but it's still like one of those things. Like, yeah. Fuck. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it could it could literally be like. Mm -hmm. Identically, identical talent-wise, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like even kill, like yo, they both did good, and then it's yeah. like, well, this dude has this, this, and that going on. I don't have bring some value to our thing, exactly. And exactly. that's where the bottom falls. Exactly. Out. So even though I go to audition, I have fun or whatever, and even if I don't get it, I still feel fulfilled because it's on the track of what I want to be doing right. as entertainment. So when I meet women or just people in general who don't have like that passion for something, it's like. Like my roommate now, right? He's he does a. Don't throw him under the bus. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna. No, 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 I live with him. I live with him. He's on time with the rent. I ain't throwing him under the bus. <laughs> you coming out? Like, he had your laptop. Yeah. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I heard what bruh. you said. You bad with names? I'm bad with rent now. Nigga, he just leaves. <laughs> I'm just fucked up for the rest of my life. No, it's just that like. So he does like he does like. Uh, he's he's in grad school and he works at like a bank, or whatever. And he's he's a great dude. And I talked to him about sometimes we get in these conversations and he's like, what he wants out of life make money, to have a bad chick with him, and to just enjoy life, raise a family. Totally get that, right? And I tried to explain to him, I was like, I have the same goals, but entertainment is so important to me. Yeah, yeah. And following my passion is so important to me that if I, like, if those other things come along, they will be a result of me following that. Well, they will be heavily integrated. Yes. It'll, heavily, it'll, just, it'll be yeah. like, 
just Legos, just yeah. notching in there. Okay, this fits. This exactly. fits. Exactly. Like, like, like he's like he was on OK Cupid and I was on Tinder and he's on OK Cupid. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm not gonna go out with this girl because she doesn't have a job that like I respect or not respect. But like he's like, oh yeah, she's not really about anything. I need a woman who's gonna be like whatever. Me on the other hand, I'm like, this girl, she's cute, she looks cool. Like I, cause like I don't kind of care what you like. I'll meet you and then see if you got passion or not. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't got no money, so I'm not going to look for with money. You know what I mean? Like, My favorite thing to do on Tinder used to be just swipe. Right. Just, just, just yeah. do the whole thing until yeah. it's over and then yeah. see, what, see what matches. See, that's what I used to do. They changed it now because I'm, I'm aged out of it. Uh, when you when you when you thirty, I think when you hit thirty, they change it that you have like a limited number. Of is likes. it like an in-app purchase or some shit? You can you can do a limited if you purchase. See, I haven't been on Tinder in months. Oh, holler, holler. Okay, holler. so you better than me. I got it. I'm, I got it. I'm still in these. I'm, I'm in a good place. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been absconded from these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then how they OK Cupid doing? <laughs> you still not to not to bring uh, not to make a uh, fucked up situation oh, funny. God. Did you see that clip on uh, with the, the uh, from the protest where the dude, the police van drove past the dude oh, and disappeared? Dude, that's what happened to me. That's what <laughs> romantically. I was just in the streets like, yeah, nigga. oh shit. Sure, what, came up. Oh, you. Oh, that's Damn hilarious. Everybody's like, where's that will? My tweet. We ain't tweeting a while. Where is he? My, twi- my, uh, my Tinder profile is like the, the picture of Back to the Future. It's just, <laughs> you might see it like, why is this picture so like blurry? Oh my God, he's gone. He's gone. He's faded. He's faded. He's coming to get me. <laughs> they heard him. Oh, don't talk about it. Oh, man. <laughs> see, that's the thing, dude. Like, like, being an entertainer, like, I want a relationship. I, I was talking to this girl the other day, with, last night. Right, and she was somebody who I met through Tinder. Right, well, I didn't even meet her yet. Yeah, and she's like, we were supposed to go out tonight, but we didn't go out. I was like, well, I didn't hear from you, and I wasn't gonna be trying to hit you up to do this. Cause I was like, if you don't hit me up, that's cool, cause I have to learn these sides for this audition. So I was like, either way, whatever. And she was like, well, I'm used to guys putting a lot of effort in. And I said, okay, well, this is this is the difference between me and two of these guys. <laughs> Let me break this down real quick. Some of these guys, and I told her, I was like, I can't play ball with some of these guys because they're like. Dudes like my roommate, where they go to work, and they go to school, and then they just got time to chill. Yeah. I was like, I'm out here trying to do it. And I was like, my free time is kind of like after the show, at like 11 o'clock or whatever. And at that time, I might be like, hey, let's go to a bar. But if you have a job, you might not be able to go to the bar at this time. You know what I mean? If 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 I have like little windows, I would love to spend those little windows with you, but if I, know, if I don't think you're gonna be down, for like the long haul of what I want to do, I'm not gonna spend that time. Yeah. Now, if you want to just have some sex, we can just skip right all this. We can just. And there are several little windows you can fit into. <laughs> yeah, there's so, so many. There's so many. You know, it's just choose your poison. But I'm not gonna be one of these guys like, hey, let me take you out three, you know, three times, and then side and second, then we make a relationship out of it. It's like, no, I need to. You gotta just fit in this weird thing that I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like you're dating somebody who's very ambitious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, well, it, it's, it's rough. The thing that I, women I usually end up with or mm-hmm. attracted to, or get, are ones by. That, huh? <laughs> yeah, or get absconded by, yeah. are ones who are like, they're equally as passionate about something. Like, yeah. it, it has to be, okay, we both have these windows. Let's see if we can sync the windows up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the other windows are time windows. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I was dating one chick, mm-hmm. and she just had nothing but time. And I'm like, well, what do you do? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she seemed really into everything I was into, but she just had time. Yeah, but and that's and that's the because it's like, you need to. She needs to, or anybody needs to have like their own thing. 
So when they're spending time with that person, it's like a good escape. Yeah, yeah. When they don't have their own like passion, it's like spending time with you is just a thing that they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they like, don't really enjoy it. They just like just give me your time. Like, no, <laughs> you can't have it. I gotta. This is my time. You should be doing your shit. Boy, so I gotta bring it back a okay, little bit. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So was that so, that show where you met Dylan? Yeah. Was yeah. that the the, the like? Inception of the Decepticomics. Um, like, how did that? How yeah, did that okay, whole thing? Decepticomics. Okay, this yeah. is how this happened. So, which is who are the Decepticomics? Oh, the, okay, Decepticomics are uh, mission statement. A mission statement. Shoe sizes, shirts. Oof. All right. Oh, oh, where are you sponsoring? Sponsoring. Okay. Starting a basketball team. You gotta sell candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you boxes some, of candy. Some, some, okay, some candy, some Samoas, Samoas, <laughs> the cookies too. I do Girl Scouts, everything, man. Whatever Look, you need. We gonna get this money. Okay, let's get this. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, it's me. Is you know, it's Mike Brown, Dylan Stevenson, Gordon Baker, Bone, John Minus, and Sarone Russell. Okay. Um, John Minus and Gordon Baker Bone are from. Are they? They're based in Jersey. Sarone Russell is based in DC. Myself and Dylan Stevenson are based in New York. Um, basically, we just got together because we're all we're five black dudes who do stand up comedy, but we don't really work the urban rooms. And we don't mm. work the mm. mainstream rooms. We can work both rooms. I think, um, like, uh, Gordon has a more affluent style, and so does uh, Sarome. Because Sarome's, like, super... Sarome is really funny, but he's, like, from the country, right? Right. Um, and I don't mean that's like a bad thing. But it's from the South, and it's not a bad thing, what I'm saying. Um, Gordon is pretty blue. Like, he just talks about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. Um, blue meaning? Blue, blue is like kind of dirty. It's like more dirty. Okay, so dirty. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, like yeah. blue dirty. Um, Dylan is very witty in like a word to myth, and he'll do jokes about like Pokemon or whatever. He'll just do jokes about what he wants to do jokes about. Um, John is a full-on nerd. Full-on nerd. And I'm, I feel like I have more of like a dry humor. And it's like I I say a lot of a lot of uh, biting truths, so yeah. it's like way I like I, I did this joke about gentrification and I always fucking do, and it, it goes one or two ways. Other people love it. I know you're talking about the <clears throat> the one about the uh, the apartment still the yeah, apartment. yeah yeah. Right. So okay, so the joke is uh real quick is uh I'm from Harlem, a lot of new white neighbors, a little bit of racial tension. If I see a white girl walking across the street, I'll check her out because she wants it obviously. But then there's this look of fear that goes over her face. And I know what she's thinking. Oh my God, I hope he doesn't steal my purse. Which is ironic because I'm thinking, oh my God, I hope she doesn't steal my apartment. <laughs> and then it's either you, you get either one or two things happen. You get a laugh, um, you get a good hearty laugh, or I get like a, well, I'll get like a good laugh and applause break because it's like, I usually do that first because it just sets the tone. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm not have these jokes, <laughs> you know. Just, just stay with me, dance with me. We'll be all right. Just trust me. Everything has a punch. Everything is like constructed the way I want to do it. Um, or I'll get like a groan, like oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes it hits people so deep. You sometimes know what I mean? It, it either hits the people who lost their apartment, yeah, or the people taking yeah. their apartments. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this: I did the show at UCB East in front of a lot of these college kids with all this money from NYU, and I got the groan. And I'm like, why y'all giving me the groan? Like, why y'all? <laughs> I'm the victim in this story. They was out spending that exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> you spending the money? Your mother probably bought. <laughs> probably the reason why I had to move the last time. Yeah. Like, don't fucking get at me about it. But uh, so was I, so that how that happened was uh, I knew. I knew all of them except Sarome, um, and John knew Sarome, and he was just like, hey, we all should do something. He was like, I think we could be more powerful together. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, what you want to do? Because I'm always about like collaborations. I, I'm really like a super collaborative person. 
So um, John, John put it together. Uh, I gave the name for it. Um, we were brainstorming a lot of different things and just have to comments with the one everybody just like. Um, I mean, not just because I made it, but you know. I feel like in terms of based on everybody's personality type, yeah, it fits. It fits really well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like this, right? Because the whole thing is like, it has this kind of, this kind of geek nerd feel to it, yeah. but it also speaks to like the larger thing. How you said, y'all don't necessarily pair urban rooms, mm -hmm. and like you would look at a black person or a black male and like, yeah. urban comic, deaf comedy jam yeah. shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's yeah. just like, no, you don't, you don't, don't judge yeah, the book don't so just, fast. Exactly. You know I mean, and, and the weird thing is now is like in comedy, there's like this boom of like black comics who are not necessarily urban. And I think that's great. Yeah. But I, but I don't think that it's good to do that in spite of urban comedy. Right. You know what I mean? Because like this dude's like, uh, like I said, like Omar Thompson, a dude from, uh, from Harlem. Really funny dude, fucking hilarious. But he might not get the same breaks that I get because I happen to do shows at UCB East. And I'll do a show at UCB East and there might be somebody in the crowd who, you know, who might be casting something. You know what I mean? Like, just something like that. Yeah. If you do, but if you do it in urban rooms, you get your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you be like, hey, do this headline. I gave you like $500. Do this, do this weekend. I had you all this money. So it's like, you can live and you can be like, y'all, I'm a comp. This is all I do. You just get funny and funny, you're just making all this money and, and you know, maybe maybe Kevin Hart see you and you know you tour with him or whatever. But for me it's like no I wanna I wanna get on TV again. I've you know, I've done it a few times, I wanna get on TV again and build build something dope as fuck and it might not be it it might not be only for the black community. It might be purpose purposefully created. Like this is for us. But everybody might jump like kinda like how yeah. Beyonce kind of was like with all her music all, all her music is just like almost unapologetically black music like Pat oh. Your Weave Ladies oh very Pat, Pat, very Pat much like even even that shit um, uh, the one the one with the video in the hotel look at yeah yeah that shit that joint is a straight up strip club walk in while I'm you know I'm just stupid shit I don't, she don't yeah. say that but it's just some, <laughs> it's just a, such a dumb it's a dumb stupid song but it's but, just facts of things that she can do yeah, it's, it's so unapologetically black like you said yeah. like, like it, it, it permeates popular culture yeah. like they're forced to like just deal with it yeah. and they're forced to like just be like oh well we gotta it must be good because people like it. People, exactly. even if I, even if I don't like it, like okay, I gotta judge it on some other merit than just exactly. my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I I was at I was at this spot, the woods, a few in, in in Williamsburg, like last week or week before last, and that song came on, and there was like two black women in there, <laughs> and all the women lost their mind equally. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, I'm seeing like I'm seeing, like I'm I'm still. I'm still coming to terms with like the fatties on everything now. Like all these women got posted. And I'm just thinking twerking. I'm like, holy shit, like the culture is out there. Like it's like uh, like Kendrick's last album. Well the Kendrick's latest album. Butterfly. Yeah, Pimple Butterfly. To, to, to Pimple Butterfly. Super unapologetically super black. Bruh. Super black. I'm like, I was in a coffee shop two days ago and heard them playing King Kuta. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Bitch, where you, where you don't, I'm like, did y'all hear this shit, dude? Shout out. That shit, that shit is a, is a Parliament Funkadelic album. It's, it's like, crazy. If his, if his stage doesn't have a dude in a diaper, Yo, I'm gonna be mad all, at Kendrick. Oh, dude, all I want to do, like, I, I liked Kendrick, I liked Kendrick for a while. You know, this is, this is just a random thing. I want, uh, I like that, that the West Coast is getting so much love. 
I don't like that. I, I feel like Pac Div hasn't gotten there. Div by again. And see this, this I, I don't I don't I don't like that. This is the sad thing now. There's no more Pac Div. It's done. It's totally done. Like I know they did solo. What was the last one they did? The last one they did, I don't remember. They did like a couple of them. They did a couple. They but, did a couple. So this is my theory on Pac Div. They would put out these mixtapes. Yeah. It pretty much, it was after they got signed. It was pretty much like, these are the songs for the album, Grown Kid Syndrome, and the label were like, yeah. no, and they were like, okay, so it's a mixtape. Yeah. Like, those were various versions of that same album, and the labels kept being like, nope, nope, yeah. nope. Yeah. So they yeah. just eventually were like, well, fuck it. You can't. Like, got that uh, placement on um, Kendrick's first album. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mibs did a string of EPs. Yeah. And then the other guy, B. Young, just yeah. put out a mixtape recently. Which was cool, but it's just like, you need I the want them you together, need the fusion, man. Yeah. But you know, like, the, the industry don't like rap groups. That's the other thing. Like, you can't be a rap. You, like, like, you they like, they like rap mobs. They don't like Oh, yeah, so you got to be like, you have like six people, and then one person has to be the leader, and then the other person has to break out. Satellite MCs. Yeah. But you can't be like a tightly knit, like, yo, this is the squad. Like, yeah. It can't be three or four of you. And I can say this because I'm in a rap group. Yeah, and they yeah. Do not like us. Yeah, fish. <laughs> I mean, they like us, but they like us in a novel kind of way. And hey. like, a, these guys are still around, man. <laughs> these guys are still so around. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting on like they want you to go solo. Even, but that's what the beauty of like the Day I Soul Kickstarter thing is. Oh yeah, I seen that. Which, like, which, which, which I have. My, what do you feel about that? I have a, a lot of different feelings about this. All right. I feel like. The only reason why I feel like it's a good thing, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, is because it was really well thought out, and like the the even the um, the rewards are massively executed. Like okay. I saw, so it's, it's super quality. Yeah. The other thing is that like they, um, you know, you know, like the premise behind the album, how they well they want it, they want to they want to make music so they can sample themselves. Right. Right. They've all, so they've already made the music. Okay. They're just like, yeah, we've done all this work. We just need some money now. Like, and it's it's not even like a thing where. They're like, so Elza's Kickstarter, he got funded, and this was years ago, and nobody's heard anything. This nigga's mm. like, what, thanks? Mm. <laughs> like, niggas are like, where my t-shirt, Elza? Where this music at? They got... Oh, they probably moved again. from Detroit. I, I never, <laughs> seen, never seen him again. Never seen him again. My homeboy was just like, man, since they got so got funded, they will not stop emailing me. Like, it's, I get new music, oh. I get all this shit. So, like, yeah. they really use the platform for what it's worth. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It feels weird to see... Them. La, yeah, to see De La Soul do it, but they're they don't have a label, you know what I'm saying, and they're doing it smart. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying, but see, but this is my thing, right? This is my thing. I think now it's like, like I think like guys like you and and like uh, Eighth One, before before the time, yeah, yeah, because it's like now when you have this internet digital space where people can listen, buy, and support. Like, that's where it should have been the whole time. It should have been. But, but if you're somebody like De La Soul, right, I feel that you can go and, and I mean, it's just me outside looking in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't have, like, my, my fingers on the pulse on it anymore. But, like, you should be able to tour, make the money, and put it out yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and keep, keep all that money. Because like, Snoop is independent now. Snoop is independent. Snoop is Snoop, Snoop is, is independent. Like you have Snoop to is a micro industry though. This nigga's on HD. He has, no, he has a product line yeah. on HGTV. Oh or yeah. Shit. No, no. He's yeah. He's a he's micro. Crazy. But he's fucking independent. Like to me, like I put him in my top five, and I just mean like just in general, just because it's like dude did a Snoop Lion album, did a fucking the Snoop Zilla album, and is doing his own Snoop, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants to yeah, do yeah. as an artist. 
as an independent you artist. Take the locks out, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just, you know, can't win them all. I mean, even Common was weird for a little bit, but we still love him. He had to do he, he the glory and cleaned it up. So so Common, is, Common will do your voicemail message, your outgoing message, if you ask him right now. He is on, He's I on saw everything. fucking, uh, uh, I was on uh, New York Times and like a little video popped up, it was like Common's voice, like, what is freedom? Like, what the fuck is this? It's a commercial. Yeah, Common, Common like the voice of black people now. He has a furniture show? Yeah. Like, yeah man. What is a convertible? <laughs> what is a Jennifer convertible? When you open your laptop, Black it's just leather. like, what is your laptop? <laughs> what is the cost of an Apple Watch? Not your freedom. Get your thing, brother. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, y'all. <laughs> Hip hop. The, fu- the funny eighth one is um, actually in the comedy. I think he's. Well, okay. What do you think about eighth? So let me tell you this. So I remember because eighth one hit me up. And he was like, how do I get into comedy? And I was like, all right. And it was like, it was great. It was a good feeling, but it was also weird because I was like, this one of those things was like, well, I just went like, okay, so as an MC, right? It's like someone asked you that they want to start rapping, right? And because it's a passion of yours, you're going to be so super, oh, thank you. You're going to be so super, like, kind of guarded about it because that's yeah. like your baby. Like, if I was like, hey, man, I want to do a rap album. And you're like, oh, well, work. like you okay? You want to do rap out, but like, you know how much work. You know what I mean? You start yeah. turning into that old it, kind of crank, you know, it's crank some, It's something else if you ended up if you just kept bumping into him at comedy shows. Yeah, and you're just like whoa, why oh, you yeah, keep? Yeah, what's, up? Yeah, what's up? And he's just like, I want to do comedy. And you just yeah. keep seeing him after that. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's a yeah. whole other thing to be like, yo, what's up with comedy? Yeah, it's, yeah. So I mean, exactly. <laughs> they come into the bases and they back away from it. But um, so just what write I told my them, whole routine. Yeah, you go perform it. Yeah, and just change your name. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God! So what? What I did was, uh, I I had on my, you know, I have my Monday show. I do I do a show every Monday, Lower East Side, 8 p.m. It's called Big Pony Show. It's on Twitter, on Facebook at Big Pony Show. It's a great show. So um, I was like, hey man, come by the show, and just check it out. You know, um, he came by, and then I think we went to a mic after that. And I was like, listen, uh, if you want to go to more mics, let me know. But it's kind of like a weird thing because uh, not weird. It's just like, I think. Everyone, especially in comedy, like where everyone who does comedy has like has some fucked up shit happening. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and comedy is one of the ways to cope. And even when you get like rich and famous and successful, you can still be a Robin Williams type dude and still got like your demons. Them demons. Yeah, you got them demons. Everybody got them demons. So um, I'm like, listen, you do, this, you know, do do some stuff, whatever. And um, me, I'm like, hey, I'll put you on a show, but like, do. When you do it, I don't like. I don't ever want one of my friends to be like, "Hey, let me. I'm gonna do comedy. You just do your show." And it's like, well, you might bomb, and I don't want you to bomb because it fucks up the show. It also fucks you up, and it might fuck up the friendship because you might be like, "Hey, how was it?" I'm like, man, this shit was. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. right. It wasn't it? You know. What I mean? something else if you, if you bomb like, if, if you like just, just have a bad night, yeah, yeah you, and yeah. you regularly like, oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you can tell a person that like exactly recovers or it's like, yo, yeah, the first time I bombed, I never want to do this again. And you sitting there like. I'm watching you have a breakdown now. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's like, like, I didn't mean to do that to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but the weird thing is, like, we all go through it. But it's like, if, like, I had a friend of mine um, who ended up doing the show, but um, first he would, he, he would come to the show a few times. He's like, man, you gotta get me on the show. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can't. I was like, I said, dude, I'll say, I'll put you on the show. All you have to do is go is write five minutes worth of jokes. Go to open mic. You can tape it on a fucking thing or whatever. Just do it just, just so I know that you have five minutes. Because I was like, I can't just put you on a stage and just have <laughs> you just doing whatever the fuck you Run want. Run wild. 
Yeah, because it's like that's not that's not just disrespectful to me. It's disrespectful to the craft. It's disrespectful to the other people I do the shows with. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like I'm just trying to be real honest. You know, real honest and just upfront. And I think he felt a way about it. But then he went and he did those things, and then he became me was like, man, I did a show Laugh Factory, I did a show here, whatever I'm ready to do. I'm like, cool. I was like, great. Put him on the soonest show I could, right? He did all right. But it was like, you did the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he did another show, um, not when uh, another friend of mine showed, he did all right. I was like, all right, cool. If you want to continue to do it, then go ahead. But like, as an MC, how many people do you know who sing, dance, or whatever, and then he gets to a point like, oh, yeah, it was just a thing that I did. This is not a, like, comedy is not a thing that right. I'm doing. Like, I'm going to do comedy, be it stand-up, being writing, being acting. Like, I'm doing, this is it. Like, if I ever got, like, another job, you know, like, if I got, like, a real, like, a job somewhere, um, it would be a thing, like, they'd be like, where do you expect to be in five years? I'd be like, on TV again. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> like, not, not here. Like there became there came a point in time where because I was doing a thing with Wyatt Snack so yeah, much, yeah. people were like, "Oh, so you do, you're a comedian? Yeah. I'll be in these See, I thought rooms. you were gonna start. I thought you were gonna start doing comedy because you. But see, this is the thing because you were so close to it, and I had the trajectory. Like yeah. I was, I was in, the, I was, and I'm still in those rooms. Like I, I'll do, John, I did John Hodgman show. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'll do comedy adjacent things, but yeah. I, did, I did stand up once. Okay, how'd you like it? And it was absolutely fucking terrifying. Okay, but it was like that terrifying kind of way, like. I have to do this again at some point. Mm. I'm just scared. Mm. Like, cause the, the way that okay. I even did it was that um, <clears throat> Tone Deaf mm-hmm. and Pack FM have yeah. a podcast. They want to come through do my show. Yeah. Because in my bio on Twitter it said quasi comedian because mm. like, you know what I'm saying. Like sometimes I tell yeah. jokes, yeah. sometimes I rap. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cute to put in your Twitter bio. He's like, oh, you well, you do. Don does comedy. <laughs> and they were like, you're funny on Twitter. And I was like, but that's not the same as comedy. And I just tried, man, just try. We've never done stand up before either. So it was literally like, they clearly had done it before. Like, <laughs> they had HBO specials they, they did 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, hilarious. I, I got up there and stretched five to 10. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just coming out and do it. Yeah. You know, but it. It gave me a lot more reverence. Like, I already had reverence for the crap, yeah, but it yeah. gave me a lot more, like, okay, this is not something to... Like, I had never been to an open mic, nothing. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, I'll just think about between songs when I'm performing. That's what I'm doing on stage yeah, right here. Yeah, but like, it's, yeah. It's a different it's a different animal, man. And, like, since then, I've been meaning to go to open mics. I want to go. Word. I want to go bad, but I just don't... This is the thing, like... Yeah. In the same way you were saying... Um, Somebody has to have Like you have Small pockets of time I have the same thing Yeah And my thing is Okay yeah. what can I shuffle around To even mm. You know what I'm saying So I don't really necessarily Have a lot of time To yeah. even dedicate Like okay I'm gonna go Hit mics tonight Hit mics yeah, tonight yeah, yeah. Cause I wanna do it When I do it I wanna do it Like on some shit where You wanna do it like for real Yeah like it's, it's Cause it's the same as you But like yeah. you gotta You can't really play with this shit Any, yeah. any entertainment I mean, You go to But see it's also like It depends on what You wanna do with it Right Yeah Because like uh I got another blogger friend who, um, he was like, I want to do stand-up, right? And he was like, he always wants to do it, and he respects the craft so much that it scares him to even try. So I, again, was like, all right, listen, come to my show, so you can just see comics who are like, who are funny, but also like accessible, like you can talk to, they're just people, you know what I mean? It's like, because if all you watch is comics on TV, you don't realize that, one, the laughs are in a different audio track, they're juked up. 
you're getting you're getting different cuts of laughs yeah. at different times. <laughs> you're seeing the set out of order sometimes, and you don't notice it until you start doing stand up, and you're like, oh, that's like that's a funny joke, but it ain't that funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, like, oh, his, he was holding the mic on this hand, now he's holding it in this hand the next cut, or oh, he's like doing little shit, and you're like, oh, you know it's it's not right. That's, that's that TV magic. Yeah, that's the TV magic, yeah. and. People are not really going to stand up shows like that, so you just had this idea, and then when you're like, "Oh, all my favorite, like all my favorite, my favorite is like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and all stuff," I was like, "Yeah, but did you see these guys live? Like, how, like, right? Did you?" <laughs> and that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, they see the special, they don't see them working the sets they don't see, out. They don't see and that's, yeah. in my opinion, that's the most fun shit to see is when people are working, they like working jokes out and like, not necessarily bombing, but things are going a little yeah. flat, and like watching how they. And you see them like if you see multiple sets by the same yeah. person, something might go flat one night, then the next night they tweaked it. You like just just a little so, tweak. Dude, you know? I saw I saw Patrice O'Neill a week apart, or it might have been like the day or day. It was like really close, but he was working on um, I think what ended up being like the post hominis album, whatever the Mr. P album that ended up yeah, going yeah. on there. But the first time he did a set, and it was great. He was one of my favorite. It was fucking great. Second time I seen him. He stopped in the middle of the show because he saw a mixed race couple in the audience. He saw this black dude and this Indian woman. And he just couldn't believe it. He was like, how did you get, how did this happen? Yeah, he was like, (laughs) it blew his mind. And he did crowd work with them for like 20 minutes and said some of the funniest shit. And it might have been, it might have been some canned things, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever. But it was so good to see them. Like, man, like that's, like that's that's common. Like not only does he have these jokes, but he's being funny on stage. He's he's he's, he's making sense of the room. He's bringing us something. Like that's it. You don't. You would never. That what he said would be so so quote unquote offensive that there would be blogs about it and people right. going after him. You know what I mean? But it's like but watching the thing. Like oh no, this is art. This is a crap. This is what we're here to see. And like in a lot of respects, it was the most honest, pure conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Especially when it gets to the point where it's just a, it can be flat out offensive. That just means that he built up a comfort level with the room and a rapport with the yeah. room. And they were just like, yeah. we know this is well intended and good natured. Yeah. And like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not for anything. It's 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 his communications toolbox. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I might call this shit a phone. You might call it a joint. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we know what it is. You know what exactly? Yeah. And I think that I think that's so important. That's why like I hate I hate what happens in comedy when you take something out of out of the club and then. Like you take that, like the Tracy Morgan joke about like when he said like he would stab his kid if he was gay or some shit, and then it makes like, yeah. I can't believe it. But you hear the a joke. No one heard the whole joke. We just know, I guess, like the premise maybe of what happened. Same thing with rap lyrics. You know what I mean? When they when when they uh, talk about talk about them like Fox News or whatever, like they take them out the context. Yeah, we live in a world in a, in a world where context has always been king, but now more so than ever, like everything is clickbait. Yeah, and like, yeah. like context is kind of rubbery right now because they want you to not take, they want you to take shit out of context. They want yeah. you to, they want to like, like I posted a clip the other night from um, the, uh, the, the riots, the, the stuff, that's, yeah, the riots in um, Baltimore. Yeah. It was a clip of a kid, like just like in this guy's face, like, why are you here? And he was just like, you know, it was like, why dude, this black kid. He was just like, why are you, why are you here? He was like, I'm going to ask you, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to bring it back to Baltimore. Like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. This ain't your block. You got to get out of here. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You can you can support us, but you can't stand with us. And my homeboy saw me post that clip. It was like a little fifteen second clip. He yeah. was just like, he's texting me like, yo, like, so white guy. He's like, yo, so like, I don't know, like, 
and I feel about this. And then oh. the next day, I found the full clip, and it was the same kid facing down Geraldo. Like, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, I seen that. You only saying. come to come to the hood to like you. You wasn't here when we was doing X, Y, and Z. You here now because it's on fire, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, and yeah, then the clip right after was the guy who was standing by Geraldo got in the kid's face. Then he said that shit to do. Yeah. So that context made it supremely more like, oh, because yeah. the dude who hit me up was kind of like. Are you saying that as a white dude or like as a, as a, as a person yeah. that's not black, we can't necessarily stand with the yeah, cause? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not saying nothing except for that was a passionate exchange between yeah. two people. Yeah. I can like imply context on it, but I don't want to like paint the picture for you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, that's, 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 that's so crazy, man. And, and, it, and it's weird because like they'll, they'll put that like just a 15 second clip up or like they'll put the clip of the mom and the, uh, the mom being yeah. a kid. But then they'll write like 20 different blog posts about it for think the next. Piece. All these think pieces <laughs> for the next month about the mom and she's a hero, she's not a hero. What about the son? What about the son's friends? What are we doing to our children? And it's like you're going so deep into this situation, but you know the kid got killed, right? A kid, yeah. a kid died. And, and furthermore, like, <laughs> like, the one thing that nobody's, like everybody's removed from is yeah. like, well, what happened? How did he die? Exactly. Like, Everything. They're yeah. burning down the CBS. How can you burn down? That was my neighborhood. We cannot do this. What side of the fence you want to stand on? It? It's like, <laughs> but, but can we just get some justice first? Can yeah, we just yeah. get some justice? <laughs> like, what's up with those cops? Let's, yeah, let's, can we go I back mean, to that? Can we just literally steer dude, those comments back to that? Dude, I, I, I was doing, uh, you know, so you know Opie and Anthony, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, was doing, I was doing some podcasts with, uh, with Anthony. Um, after he got fired because he said some some racist shit, right? Uh, wait, was that um, the stuff about the? It, it was like podcaster? he was taking. Yeah, the podcaster. Where, no, no, but he had he had the show on Sirius, and he took a picture of this uh, of this black woman or whatever, and then a black woman attacked him, and then he went on Twitter and said all this shit about oh, like I hope like um, it's a whole okay, thing. Yeah. Your black listeners who are super pro black. Like if your okay players will know exactly <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. Na- you know I, I like to call them Nag Champions. Yeah, yeah. Not Nag Champa. Nag Champions. Nag Champions. Oh my god. Like water for podcast. So <laughs> so I know that uh I, I did some the, I just, the real electric circuit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I had to do it. Oh my god. So fucking I'm doing I'm, I'm, I was doing some podcasts with him, whatever. Um and they were going good and and um, then I brought Brandon in with me and we like we'd go to his house and we we like would tape some stuff and I would specifically do a show called Black from the Compound where I just talked for like an hour with Brandon, like live to his subscription his subscribers, because people pay just to see what Anthony's talking about, and that's the only people who can see it. And they're usually just like a lot of uh, a lot of white dudes, yeah. white people who are just like middle America, just like really no black friends or whatever. And I was like, we doing black from the compound, and and Brandon's like, you crazy? I was like, no, we're just gonna talk about black shit. We're just gonna talk about this because they're never gonna hear this any other way. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're never gonna hear our perspective. They're paying for this thing, and they want to watch something. Let's just we do. We have a platform. At least let me use my voice to do this, right? So we do. We would do it. We would take calls. Um, I remember we had a call. There was this one white dude who was like, he's like, I'm not racist. I have black friends, blah, 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 but I can't be with the with the woman who's been with a black man. I'm like, word? I was like, yo, that's racist. It's not like your dick is racist. <laughs> it is racist. And I'm trying to break it out. He was like, no, but I didn't know socially, but whatever. I was like, yeah, but you still have prejudices. And, 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 and like, so you don't care if she's had like 20 white dicks, if she had one black dick. That's, that's, that's tainted. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's like I, I, 
I've never had that kind of honest conversation with like uh, uh, white folks about race before that. And it was like such a forum because it's like they're behind this like thing where it's like this is their safe zone and I'm kind of like in it, but I'm in it and I feel safe. You know what I mean? So it was like such a crazy discussion. So uh, now, go ahead, go ahead. No, No, I was just gonna say now that all this shit's going on, it's just it's just really interesting to see some of the things that his listeners have been saying like on social media and stuff. I'm like, man, this is so there's so much racism. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the same media spin where it's like they're taking out the thing like, well, look at them looting, and all they're focusing in is on the looting. When it's like, then you might want to counteract that with like, well, when you lose, when you win the the giant, when the Giants win or the Giants lose, what is that? That's looting or whatever. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's different because then, we, you know, and it just becomes a, a fight when it's like, you should be focused on the, the cops need to be brought down to size. Yes, like, and that's that's what that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. But in my opinion, like the, just the honest conversations, like that shit, yeah, it's yeah. just fucking invaluable to be able to yeah. talk to. Be able to like talk to a person on their level and mm-hmm. not and not let it escalate and not let it yeah. become like sound grabs where it's just like looting or, or thug. Yeah. It's just like okay, that's the way you speak and you know that's coded. Like like, and even if you don't know it's coded, I just want yeah. you to know that it's coded. We can keep this conversation going, but I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. You know what I like, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. like those type of conversations, and I feel like not for nothing. Like all of this like injustice and cop police brutality shit yeah if not if nothing else comes of it if just america have like a american can have an open honest form about race where people not like the starbucks race now thing yeah i mean not you can't like, hashtag your way yeah. out of racism <laughs> like, like, like. i'm saying like if you could just come on if if if, if you could if people could just accept the fact that america's built on several races instead of just being like oh we are american yeah. But we're very different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean but that but that yeah, I mean that but that's what America is. Yeah. Like when when motherfuckers quote unquote discovered it, it was already a mix of people. Because it was the people that were here and the new motherfuckers. Yep. And so you already have a mixture of it. Like it started like that. And then I guess I'm gonna share some shit with you. Yeah. You're here, fuck it. Yeah. Wanna but, have some dinner? Exactly. But then then you have the DNA of America where it's like if you can one up the others, yeah, you will. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how you like watch. Like I've never been to jail, thank God. But when you watch, <laughs> when you watch any any of these movies or any of these TV shows, you see that everything breaks down into race or religion. Where it's like the blacks with the blacks, the Chinese with the Chinese, the Japanese over here. You know what I mean? Like like the Nazis or what? Not like everybody's like in their own factions. Yeah. Where it's not like, hey, we're all prisoners versus the guards. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, the only thing now is like, I think there's always going to be prejudices. Oh, definitely. But we can work toward just a better understanding of people, like the way we talk, like the way the media covers some stuff. Yeah. Because that's, that's, it's, it's supposed to be about, especially in media, fair and equal representation mm-hmm. to a certain extent. You know, so I know that yeah. there's going to be a bias somewhere, yeah. but it has to... If we're all getting the same information, it's like in school. Like you can't, you can't just give niggas like February and mm-hmm. then expect us to respect the other eleven months. Like yeah. you're not talking about us. Yeah. You know. What yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like it ain't. Yeah. As usual, right about now, I just want you guys to take a minute to rate, subscribe, and review. You know, those are the three things I need you guys to do to make me want to do the show more. Because if I know you guys are listening. 
All right, guys, this is the part where I ask you to rate, subscribe, review. Uh, it's the, the most effective way to show support. It lets me know that you guys are digging what I'm doing, and also you guys are listening. So, with that said, rate, subscribe, review, rate, subscribe, review. But I wanted to add, before we get too okay. deep off the go ahead. Oh, off go ahead, this, go ahead, go ahead. Whatever you I wanted want, to ask you, you about producing shows and like just being like, you know, like, Ooh, okay. What, what was the impetus? You said the impetus, impetus behind that was more or less just like having a stage to be on. Yeah. Well, well see, that's the thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of independence, you know? <coughs> so independent, you know, like independent rap and just like independence I'm a big fan of and being able to do your own thing. So I saw that a lot of people had these shows um, and people, the way people would talk about these shows, like, yo, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to, we're going to Night Train or whatever. We going yeah. to, it's like, you know, it has that prestige, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be on Night Train. But these shows, these shows are constructs of people. Like, we right. built the shows and we met, it's like when Nas said that thing, like, every skyscraper started off, started off as a thought. You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. like a powerful thing. Like, we're like, oh yeah, they, you know, they, they did. You know, so for me, I was like, I want, I want a show. Um, so every show was kind of different. So for Comedy Outliers. Yeah, you have like three or four, right? I got, yeah, I got three. I got three. Which is crazy. It's crazy, but they're all different and special. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I have children. I, they're all different and special. I love them all. Um, Sorry, let's start yeah, no, with the oldest and go to the yeah, youngest. Yeah, okay. Start with it. The oldest, uh, comedy outliers. Um, this is how this started. Uh, when I was when I started doing comedy, I was blessed enough to be booked on a lot of shows. But then the shows I weren't booked on are the hot shows. I would see around, and they would always have the same six, seven people, the same four. People. It was like it was guaranteed. Like if, if there's like twenty names of like the next dudes in New York you could pick a name out the hat and guarantee that one of those like that yeah. name would be on one of those shows and it, it was just like that and that, it frustrated me so much because I'm like you know cause me I'm thinking I'm the shit I'm like well I'm good and I can't be on that show but this guy's been on the show four or five times already in the past month or whatever the past year. he and, just and, fucking lived there yeah like yeah. basically and I'm like man this is some bullshit I was like you know what I'm not hating on them but we need a show where you can mix it, where you have these people who are great, where you can have these people who are even greater than them, don't even need to be there, and the people up next. Just make it a good show. Yeah. It's like people who are coming to shows don't care if they've been on TV or not. They just care if they're funny. They're coming out. So when we started doing Outliers, that's how we did it. We were like, we, didn't, we wanted it to be a, a mixed room. We wanted a room where any kind of comedy worked. We wanted to curate it so it's like, it, every month we had different people that was like one of our rules like every month it got to be something different so the people who come to the show they don't need to know who to expect they just know it's going to be a different assortment and they're going to love everybody right and um, that's what we started doing um, and it's been great we did some shows for uh, we did the Yelp holiday yacht thing that they had oh shit yeah we did we did uh, this year and last year um, we uh, did some stuff for Webster Hall like we, we did we did some stuff and it was cool to start from the bottom type of deal we've done it for three years Three years, and um, I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a blessing, and that that was the thing that we did for that, and that's why I started that. Um, for Big Pony Show, uh, a few years ago, I met Molly through a friend of mine named Chloe Hilliard. Really funny. She used to write for Vibe before she started doing. I know it. the name Chloe. Yeah, 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 Chloe. She used to write for Vibe. You know, a lot of things. Uh, beautiful black woman, tall. Um, 
she she but I mean she did uh, she did last comic standing last year and um some months she was just on night uh what's that nightly show okay she's dope. yeah she's dope um but so the three of us were hanging out and then Chloe had to kind of back off for a little bit because she like was going through some stuff so me and Molly were like okay we're still gonna do the show and we just wanted a show that we could just be weird you know what I mean because like Molly yeah. Molly was like a good friend of mine still a great friend of mine Wait, what's Molly 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 uh Molly or Austin not a drug. Molly okay. Austin. <laughs> she does stand up. She used to do uh, improv and stuff, but she's really funny and she's really quirky and all this stuff. And I liked her energy and people liked us together because like we don't have any sexual tension. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like it's just pure comedy we're right. together and um, so it's great. So we did that for like we did that every month at the pit, but our numbers weren't right. So like there'd be like five people coming out, seven people coming out for a show. We're doing it every month, like seven people coming out and like, fuck this. So we moved it to a bar. And we started doing it every two weeks. And then we started gaining, gaining some momentum. And then we're like, no, we're doing it The bar week. probably had people in it. No. Or, oh, we, you said, so, yeah, we brought, I mean, we, we, we bring wow. it all. And that was all because, like, uh, it was me, Molly. Then I brought in my boy, Rojo Perez. I brought in my boy, uh, Shaq Stanley. Well, we all brought each other in, but it's us four. So, like, we'll, we'll be like, if we can, if, like, two people can come to see each of us, that's eight people. And that's good enough for a show. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we'll, yeah. If we have four people, we'll do a show. And it's the room is like perfect. It's small. It's tight. Okay. So it's always popping. So sometimes we'll have eight people at the show. Or we have like five people at the show. Some other times we'll have 40. But sometimes those five people feel better than our 40. Because at five, they're into it. You can say whatever you want. And if, it's, if it has that quirky, weird element, yeah. it's almost like it... That 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 number is respected the same. Yeah. I mean, you want to give a good show to go over there, but exactly in that sort of environment. Exactly. So it just yeah. so either way, it's just gonna pop. And then my uh, my newest one is a show that I'm doing with Don Frazier. Don and she uh, works. She doesn't work. She tours with the Moth and does like storytelling. And okay. she saw me do comedy, and she was like, "Mike, I want to do a show with you." She was like, "I don't know what it is, but I want to do something with you." So I was like, "All right, well, let me know. You know, because I super collaborator." So she. Uh, started the show where she was like I want to go to barbershops and I just want to do a show in a barbershop I want people to just tell stories in a barbershop I was like alright let's do it so we did it down in Brooklyn for a little bit um do you it's the same barbershop yeah we do yeah we okay. do it in the same barbershop we used to do it in Brooklyn um I think of this gallery it's called like Deluxe Gallery it was like right by the yeah, I've heard of Deluxe Gallery. yeah it's like right there so we used to do that and then we stopped it for a little bit because uh, the owner there was like being a little like he wasn't like really down with it, which is cool. And then we moved it up to Harlem to Denny Moe's Superstar Barbershop on 133rd and Frederick Douglass, and it is it's becoming a monster. I mean, it's wow. great because it's just uptown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denny Moe's is like is like a Harlem legend. Like the last, I think the last the show that we just did this past Tuesday, uh, this dude Henrock was there who does stuff like Bad Boy, whatever, and then. The last month I met Fat Man School because he was just getting his hair cut and I was able to talk to him. And also, side note, Fat Man School was like the first black podcaster. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He had the man Definitely. and wife thing. Yep. He was like the dude. He was a friend. We had which a, is which is weird because he's Fat Man School. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like you're not expecting it. Like does, does he does he claim that? It's this. Is he looked at podcasting like yo. I've been doing this shit. He he does, but like it's such a weird. It's such a weird. I think. He, he and his wife divorced or they split up oh, okay. but it is a very I think it's a very weird thing but I think if he got back in the right way 
it would be phenomenal because like yeah. when he just did that, man, like it just exp- yeah, like a VH1 show. Yeah, they would just it. sit in the bed. I remember yeah. being like, "What, what am the I looking at?" It? Yeah, but it was, but you yeah. looked at it though, like they, <laughs> and like, you kept looking at it. And you kept looking. You're like, "All right, let me see the next one." And that's what they did from <laughs> nothing when, when we weren't even thinking about podcasting. But um, so, so that, what's the name of this a uh, barbershop series? Show? Uh, this one is called the Barber Barbershop Stories. Okay, barbershop. Yeah, Story. so barbershopstories.com. I think you. I think I saw a clip of that where you told the story about um. Probably about uh oh there was one where I had about when I was the with my thug. boy Omar and yep. in Cali yep. yeah I was with Omar and Cali <laughs> and we was about to get things popping off because you plant your seeds yeah and I oh, watched him grow yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yo I, like we really should have gotten rolled out that night like we really there's no reason why we should look man dude. that's what happened when you let your seeds grow yo you gotta let them see bro I, dude all right this is this this is this is B side stuff this is behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> That that day that happened, right? We met these girls. It wasn't just I met this girl, right? There was like yeah. a, we met we met like we met three girls, and there was four of us. But one of the guys was married. I don't even know why he was with us, but we met three, and it was good. Mine was into me. Theirs were into them. It was all. That's why. That's rare. why. That's why it was so. Like I plant my seed. That's why I had to get so. Like y'all plant my seeds and watch them grow. Like you had to say something. It's so, like, rare. It, yeah, it's <laughs> rare. Like this is. It's perfect. Everyone looked good. It was gonna be crazy, and they all were like. They all were down to come back and chill. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be. This is gonna be a monster, <laughs> right? Fucking in San Francisco, you can't get a cab for shit. We drove out there, but you and can't. And that was get before Uber. Before Uber, if we had, dude, you got Uber, Lyft, ride, all, dude, all kinds if we, of shit. Now. Uh, if we had all bike of that, share programs. Like my god, if we had all. I would have city bike with this. Shit. I'm telling you, I'm she oh on the handlebar. On the yo, looking like a looking like a video, like a West Coast video. My hair braided, <laughs> going down the street. Stop, huh? What do, cuz? Um, I, oh man, we, oh, it was, it was, it was so bad. And the only reason the whole thing didn't work was because my boy, whose house it was, he didn't go in the car with, we got one cab, he didn't go in that cab with two of the girls. He let his boy and the married dude get in the cab with one girl and my boy's girl. I don't know how to explain that. Okay. I know, I know, I know. It's, I I, it, I yeah, I'm it. trying to make sense of it. Um, I get it. So, the married dude is in the car and creeps the girls out. He's like, oh, y'all ready? Y'all gonna have a great night tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with having a secret. Just all this. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Because he don't know how to talk to women anymore. He know how to talk to his wife. He ain't, he ain't updated his iOS. He ain't updated his iOS. He's still running on the old package. He's, he's a, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna be special. Y'all gonna get some, y'all gonna get some trim tonight, huh? Y'all gonna get, y'all gonna have some, y'all gonna make some memories? We're gonna trim our hair? What, what the fuck is happening? What are you what talking is? about? Skied them out so much, they got to the spot and they were like, yeah, we're just gonna head home. So finally, we, by the time we get get to the car, or get, uh, did we drop, by the time whatever we get back, these girls are in their car in front of my boy's house, like, just waiting for the one girl that I was with my girl, waiting for her, like, come on, we be out of here, we seeing Enrique Iglesias tomorrow. So pissed. Damn, bro. So pissed, I'm bro. I'm sorry to hear that. Man, you know. But you know what I'm saying? You're winning now. You're winning. I'm now. winning now. I'm You're winning now. Putting numbers on the board. Numbers on the board. Doing it all. You know, Big Pony Show. Is Tommy there? A, is there a four? You don't have to say it. Is there like a four? A new show you're working on now? Or you, you have anything in um, mind? The thing I have in mind now is just a web series that I want okay. to do. I have one that um. I'm shocked you haven't 
I've I've done I've done some stuff. I've done some web stuff. Your I, own stuff or other? No, not my own stuff. That's there's, what, there's I'm one, yeah, this is the next thing I want to do is my my own. I uh, so the first one that's going to come out is one that's uh, based on the gentrification of Brooklyn, and I'm shooting another episode of that. I got a song for you. Okay, I'll send, send, it, to send, you. send it to me. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing that. Um, yeah, and send it to me as soon as possible because I'm shooting I'll that. I will send it to you after I after yeah. we leave here. Yeah. I'm uh so I'm doing that, and we're shooting on I think next Sunday. I think like the final kind of thing that we're gonna shoot for it because we already have like four other episodes in the can because we've been doing it since like last year and there's like all these things because it's an ensemble cast. One of the uh, one of the people in it is Mark Norman and Mark Norman uh, he he wrote a lot of he lo- he wrote for the the Bieber Rose he tours with Amy Schumer and opens oh, up with her okay. all the time. Um, the other dude, Simeon, that's on it. He's, he's now opening up for Hannibal and all this shit. So it's like there's a lot of people who are like great who are in it, but then it's like trying to schedule everybody else. Yeah. But um, it's a dope project, and the reason why some of these dope people are fucking in it is because like I asked them like, oh yeah, Mike, we fuck with you, so they can did it. Independence once again. Yeah, yeah, and that's some of that shit where you yeah. you build platforms to provide opportunities. So exactly. It's not like it's not like hey man, I want to try comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's oh, like oh okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like I'm working on a web series. Mutually beneficial shit. Yeah, like hey, check this out. Are you into it? Whatever. And um, so that's gonna come out first. And I did that with uh, a buddy of mine, Josh Fisher. Um, he's gonna have a book coming out soon called Meet the Regulars. Um, and uh, which which is just like he interviews people in Brooklyn or whatever about this regular bar or whatever. Um, but so that's gonna be the first one, and then I'm working on this other one that I'm currently finishing the treatment for, and um, I feel more excited about that one because that one is like I'm forcing myself to have creative control over everything because I've been doing so many group things. Yeah. And I was like, I want an unapologetically black thing that I think that if I do it and do it right, I think all the people who I think it'll be the thing that'll speak to everyone who knows me, meaning like the uh, the people who know me like as a journalist who really like the show, um, the people who know me as, a, as like a comedian would really love the show, and the people who don't know me as either would just love the show and love the, the, the perspective that it's coming from, just like this honest black perspective that's not like Hey, I'm black, but I'm like everybody else because, you know, I just quirk. It's like, no, this is just some black shit. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is just some black, but you can get but get into it. It sounds like like you found the unique voice, the unique writing voice. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. You've had it, but it sounds like this thing is it. like, it's not like this, this, this one that you're really excited about is just like, okay, it's like the, the core of that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You figured out a way to, like, make it. Like dis- distill it so that it doesn't it doesn't need anything but what you bring. Yeah, that's something like it. Yeah, it's it's something I just think it's gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to to do it right. You know what I mean? Um, because it's something I've just had in my mind for a while and just always like kind of rolling around. And I'm like now I'm like treating it. And I'm like okay, yeah, this this can be, this can be not like the one, but it's like if this one doesn't take off, I wouldn't, I would be surprised. But on the other side of it. It's probably be the thing that I'm most proud of. It's your reasonable doubt. Yes, my reasonable doubt. We'll see. You know, I might take it off of Spotify. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I might have to do my own streaming service. It might be so hot. I might be like, I got to pay twenty nine ninety nine for this one. I might have. You know what I mean. You might raise the prices raise after it. they complain about yeah, the yeah, prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, 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 y'all oh, love this oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. 
but I'll be rich at that time. <laughs> you know, but just be me and all my friends. It'd be my friends opening up for Shuma and, and Hannibal. They'd be in the commercial. Like, yeah, we need to make our money too. Everybody, we got a press conference. <laughs> Have a press conference. You just see me in the middle of taking a shower with money. Just like, yeah, <laughs> let me just talk to you. Money and you're like, yo, we need your help. <laughs> Poor people of America, <laughs> we need all your money. <laughs> watch this, watch this comedy thing. But um, yeah, I mean that's 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 what I'm, that's what I'm I'm focusing on now. Other than that, um, just trying to write some more jokes, which I call bars because I'm such a rap battle fan. Bars, so, bars. I'll get that nigga Rex. So I'm hashtag bars. Hashtag, hashtag bars. Oh, bars over everything. So I'm just trying to boe. You know it. Clicked up. Clicked up, homie. <laughs> so that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to write, write uh, great jokes, write these, uh, write these sketches, and um, just trying to bring something out into the world that inspires, that inspires me, and be like the next, uh, be really a part of, be one of the next voices of, of the wave. Where I think that I, that's what, I don't, I don't know if I'm meant to do it, but I feel in life I've always connected people. A lot of people, like, I've realized I have a lot of connections I've never really knew because I never, like, yeah. used connections. Like, oh, I've never really used You just it. accumulate them. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just like, you, you know, like you. Like, you, you're people a good dude, a real yeah. dude. Yeah, and they, they look out for you, but you don't realize it. And then you're like, you know what? No, I got to do something. Like, this is, there's a reason for all this. So now yeah, that's, I, I look that's at it. My, I look at my people that I know, and I'm like, oh, I did not know this person or this person. Yeah. Just because, you know, like, you just bump into them, fast friends or whatever, then you go about your business yeah. for three years. Like, fucking, like, uh, like, uh. I ran into uh, Derek, uh, Defunk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek, and I'm like, I forgot. I think it was like New Year's, or a day before New Year's or something. And I was like, I was like, you know, you dope as shit. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like some weird shit. I was like, yeah. I'm like, you. I was like, oh yeah, you are like a dude. You know what I mean? And like, cause I'm like, I'm explaining to him with one of my other boys. Like, who's like, oh, I was like, like Defunk, you know, he does, he does, don't probably does this, he does that. Yeah. And I was like. Now I went back and I was like, yo, you know you know, but shit, I'm explaining <laughs> him to you and all this shit. And then he was like, nigga, I was and, and he had he had came last year to the Yelp thing and yep. he didn't even know. I was like, he was like, he was like, I was just telling him how I saw you on the boat. He's like, you doing it. I was like, you, you just don't put it together. I was supposed to come to the Yelp thing because he sent me the thing. Yeah. He sent me it the invite and it closed. It might have got full up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah. fills up fast. Super fast. But yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna kick oh, us yeah. out soon. Okay. Oh, let's see. Let's get out of here. I think they're done with that. They, they, they ran out of noxious gas. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, we we survived it. You see. But if you look around, everybody's gone. Everybody's so. gone. We see. might actually be dead, right? Now. We might be dead. <laughs> we still riding though. <laughs> right. We still riding. I will haunt this bitch until I get justice. Drink coffee, shit. Drink coffee. But oh, thanks man. for coming this, through. This was man. great, man. I appreciate it. Man. This was great. This was great. Boom, well, we did it. We did oh, on on the on air dap. Has been changed. The new number is. Alright, fun fact. Those spots and commercial breaks, I recorded them in the car. I am still at the rest stop. But, I mean, it's a long drive, man. It's been a long day. It's been a really long day. And it's a, it's a long day tacked on to the end of a long week at the start of another long week. You guys have no idea what I do make things but that's neither here nor there um thanks for listening and i will see you next week say bye-bye bye-bye say the mic say bye-bye bye-bye okay we'll sit you down